I'm Kate Hall. I work for Scottish Natural Heritage as a woodland advisor. And we're here today, the windy west coast, having left the urban hustle and bustle, driven across central Scotland, taken a ferry, walked for a few miles in the blustery wind. And here we are. We can only get to this island when the tide is very low. And we're going to see this hidden secret lost world on this little rocky island off the west coast of Scotland. I found this island a couple of years ago. I don't think that it gets very many, if any, sheep or deer going into it. And that matters because there are very few woods left in Scotland that don't have sheep or deer in them. And as a result, there are lots of flowers, lots of shrubs, climbing plants, creeping plants. It's got a whole range of things that you just don't see in most of our woods nowadays. So it's very exciting. You just don't know what you're gonna see here because it doesn't have the, the impacts of hungry mouths. Well, straight away we're onto the island and I can see that it's really different from other places. It's the sort of scrub here, isn't there? Yep. To fight our way through before we even get to the woods. Yep, so we're right on the edge here, the edge of the woodland, which is mainly birch, but inside there are other things that we'll see. And around the edge is this sort of mantle of thorny scrub. So there's lots of blackthorn. You can see it's covered in slowberries and some hawthorn as well. And it's nasty stuff to get through. So it looks completely unlike any other wood I've seen in Scotland, you're right. Yeah. It's a bit of a struggle to get in it. Yeah. And, and that's exactly it. You know, woodland, if it wasn't overgrazed, would be like this. It would actually be difficult to go through. So, right, well, yep. we better do battle yep, then, Yeah, we're going to we? do battle, yep. I think we're going to go up there, actually. Okay, right. That might be easier. It looks a bit easier. Right. Oh, yes, there's a little there's a slight there. opening there, isn't there? Oh, you right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just making sound effects. <laughs> so here we've got hazel. It's a really interesting plant because it naturally grows as a basket of sticks. And people often say hazel and coppice in the same sentence. Um, because they, they believe that this has been coppiced and that's why it looks like that. But that's the way it naturally grows. This hazel is in very good shape because it's got lots of stems and lots of stems are different ages, different sizes. And that tells you that you haven't got any herbivores eating this because you've got, see here, there's a younger one and here there's an even younger one. Uh -huh. um, so there's a constant regeneration, constant renewing of the stems and the baskets of sticks get bigger and bigger um, and that's really important also from the lichen point of view because it means that there's younger stems coming on that when the old stems die the lichens transfer onto the younger stems so there's constantly renewing resource. Of course we're in the rainforest zone here and one of the defining features of the rainforest are the luxuriant mosses and ferns and lichens. They look like Axminster on that rock. Here. <laughs> I know it's gorgeous. Yeah. Then so, this is another tree that is here in, in the woodland, holly. Holly 
surprisingly is actually really palatable to deer and sheep. They love it. And it's hard to believe because it's so spiky, yeah. but they love to eat it. And this, as you can see, that bud at the end there is not being browsed. This plant has not been eaten at all, ever. And that is really unusual. Then this plant is a, is a very typical ancient woodland plant or associated with these hazelwoods, sanical. And that's also a very palatable... A little herby thing, isn't it? Yeah. So places like this are important, Kate, because they're a kind of repository of all these things. Exactly, yes. So that when pressure is lowered elsewhere, then these things can then colonise out from here. When the grazing pressure's yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We've got a nice rowan here, and there are a few young rowan regenerating. Rowan is, a, is another really tasty tree, so it often gets eaten. It prefers to have a little bit more light, so you find it more around the edges of the wood. Oh, this fern, it's a real lime-loving fern. Right. Getting garden centres, heart-tongue fern. So it's a real indicator of, of the, the rocks here. You know, see it along there. And this is good because this is a new shoot this year on this hazel. Another one there. That's lovely to see. Yeah, and no sign of any. Completely unbrised. What's this tail? So this is honeysuckle. Oh, right. This is twined around. This is a dead one stem. now appears to be dead, but it does that, doesn't it? Wraps yeah. around. And that's another thing that both honeysuckle and ivy are in this wood. Mm -hmm. and, and climbing up into trees. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound that surprising, except for the fact in most woods they don't get to do that because they never get out of the field layer because they're eaten all the time. Which means they don't flower because they only flower when they're up there in the canopy. It's, it's rather beautiful the way it twines oh, around. Oh, it's it, isn't so it? beautiful. Yeah. And you sometimes get sticks, you know, that are broken off that can make beautiful sculptures. Mm. And it's not been raining yet. <laughs> <laughs> the sign of a healthy woodland uh -huh. is you can't see through it. And you can't see through this woodland. Yes, you don't know really where you're going here, do you? Because it's on a hill, you know, you're at the crest of the hill, but that's, yeah. if it wasn't for that, you'd be completely no lost. Idea. I know. You'd be lost. That's the edge there, and the edge there is tiny rock. It's, it's what, 15 metres across? Yeah. If you think about it, this, um, a maritime rocky island wouldn't really have had much soil on it, so because the woodland is here, it's been building up soil. I don't know how deep the soil is here, but big trees like this need some soil in order to grow and uh, that's taken time to happen mm. a bit further on there's a much bigger ash i'd like to show you right you find let's go that. have a look at that yeah seeing this an ash tree this has not been browsed a young sapling ash i mean that's a very rare thing ash is like a weed i mean in your garden chances are you will be pulling these things out of your garden because they grow like weeds everywhere but they are very 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 tasty and so um, they just don't survive out in the wild but you see here there are literally dozens yeah possibly doesn't... even it's not an exaggeration to say hundreds in this grove that's a pretty unusual sight so we must be close to the ash so um, 
keep your eyes open. And we'll see if we can find it. I don't know if my tree identification <laughs> is, that, is actually that good. And the trouble is, it's probably above the hazel canopy as well. Uh -huh. So um, look beyond the hazel to find it. Is that forked tree there? Are you seeing? I'm seeing the small leaves. Ah, you're right. That's it. Ah! Well done. <laughs> I found the ash. And there's something else here, Kate. Look at this. Talking about fungi. Ooh. Whoa. That's gorgeous, that is isn't it? That's fabulous. That sort That's of brown and gelatinous. Jelly, jelly fungus, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know what that is, but. No, splendid. It's a uh, little crown of stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's go and have a look at the ash tree. Yeah. We get up this way. Oh, yeah. You can see the difference in the type of tree. It's a bigger tree, isn't it? It's a, a more substantial thing oh, yeah. than the hazel. It's a proper forest tree. Yeah. Lovely tree, a lovely tree. Mm. And very important for, for the lichens. Its bark is not at all acidic, so it supports a community of lichens, quite a wide community of lichens. Very important for yeah. lichens. It's a beautiful, much-loved tree, isn't it? It is. It's, it's lovely to, to have it here in this tiny little woodland. And there should be some more of them soon. There will be, have you're right. So we've got a great big hazel here with multiple, multiple trunks, some very old trunks. Dozens of them and lots of small stems as well. So if you can see there, that sort of ring, well, that's yeah. all fairly obviously one plant would you agree yeah. yeah so you've got a number of these older stems many smaller stems coming through uh -huh. but then if you follow the this bit of wood down here uh-huh and you can see that it's probably connected yeah to that bunch there yeah and again if you follow there's a bit of yeah. stem lying down so you know the chances are that this whole ring is actually one tree, so one individual. Three or four square metres of, of forest floor is taken up by yep. the base of it. It's so, amazing. Well, definitely hundreds, possibly thousands of years old. That comes as a surprise to people because it doesn't look like a, what you think of as an ancient tree, but it most certainly is. There's been some work done on hazel in Finland where they have worked out by looking at the DNA and the way they grow, they are thousands, a couple of thousand years old, and possibly older, which um, is uh, rather wonderful. So presumably, there'd be thousands of nuts here in the autumn. It's a good year for hazelnuts. I haven't seen any. Yeah, there's one. As bring I, your just, just as I say, it, <laughs> you pick one up. It's not quite ready, is it? But no, it is a good a good year for hazelnuts, though. Oh, well, this is, I shall come nutting here <laughs> later in the year, I think if the mice haven't got here first. But the, of course, all the nuts will be really good for small mammals. Very important, exactly. And the small mammals will be good for birds of prey yeah, and exactly. foxes and whatever, yeah. yeah? The single nut can support a whole pyramid of, yeah. of birds and animals. Yeah. yeah. So you look at this and you don't think it's particularly extraordinary, but um, you'll know yourself from walking through most woodlands. It's not like this. Not. Just full of young trees here. There's one there. That's clearly is, doing rather yeah. better. Yeah. And the bigger it gets, the more it suppresses its siblings. <laughs> it's connected. There's been work now done that shows that 
these trees are connected through the ground to other trees, uh -huh. roots, and uh, that that are fed, you know, nutrients and chemical signals and so uh -huh. on go through that kind of underground network. So that's a new way of looking at this that um, science is just beginning to show us that actually hitherto we thought that these trees were all competing with each other but actually what's rather nice is that the research is showing that they're not competing with each other they're actually helping each other they're cooperating and collaborating and that's really rather a nice thing to think about that rather than struggling with each other these trees are, are working together it's a big community Ha, ha, ha.